The entire world's eyes are on a little nation in the Middle East right now called Israel. And I want to submit to you that something is happening. Christians are paying attention in ways like they've never paid attention before. Here's a little history lesson for you. Before World War II and the genocides that were committed against the Jewish people by Nazi Germany, Jewish people by Christians were oftentimes considered a nation that they are here to replace. Replacement theology was extremely popular within Christianity. The more orthodox you get in Christianity, in fact, the more anti-Semitism you discover and the more replacement theology you discover. The early church fathers, some of them were anti-Semitic. This bled through through Christian tradition, even unto the modern day of today. However, something is changing. When World War II occurred and the United States, accompanied with the other allies, liberated many of the camps that the Jews were imprisoned in, they were astonished at the horrific things that occurred. And they made a way for the Jewish people to be restored back to their nation, the nation of Israel. They're where they are today. That place, the whole world has something to say about that. But what do you say about that? See, many Christians are looking now very carefully at that land of Israel. They are now zoomed in not only on the land, but on the people. And even more so, where do they fit into the story of the Bible? into this covenant that Yeshua, the Messiah, that Jesus has made with his people. And because Israel's people are under the microscope, I want to submit to you that as many Christians are taking a very good look and they're looking at Yeshua, Jesus, at the same time, thinking of how will this reconciliation take place? Many Christians are going to recognize how Jewish their Messiah really is. For so long, we have lost the insight as to the identity of Jesus, that he was a Jew, born of a Jew, lived the life of a Jew in a Jewish culture. And not only that, but that he lived in a culture that inherited the heritage of the God of Israel. It wasn't about being Jewish. It was about following God and many things today that we consider Jewish are actually simply following God. And many of the things that we consider Jewish in Christianity have been tossed aside when in fact they ought to be a part of the life of anyone who says, as we read in John, 1 John 2, 6, the one who says that he abides in him ought to walk as he walked. It's impossible to abide in him. It's impossible to walk as he walked without keeping the commandments of God.
And inevitably, as history teaches us, because of many of the complexities of the relationship between Jewish and Gentile people in past times and early believers and Orthodox Jews who weren't believers in past times, they have been pushed aside from one another for that distinction between Jew and Gentile to be reinforced. And it is fair to be distinct when there is uh, instructions that are followed or traditions that are followed that are anti-Christ, that are not biblical, that prevent us from obeying the Bible. But what has happened is we have abolished commandments that are in the Bible and we've replaced that with traditions that are now Christian traditions. And we have made the same mistake, in fact, as those of the first century came against Yeshua, whereof Yeshua spoke and said, you have lifted up your traditions above the word of God. And that's what has happened. Just in a week or two from now, many people are going to be going out and celebrating Halloween. They are celebrating a tradition and they have abolished the biblical feast of God, which they have completely forgotten, which occurred in the same just about the same month here of October, the Feast of Sukkot, that feast where we read in the book of Zechariah in the future, all the nation, everyone will keep. It's not abolished. When Yeshua is on the throne, guess what you're doing? You're keeping the Feast of Sukkot, the biblical feast, and you're not going to be keeping Halloween. You're not going to be trick or treating. I'm sorry for those of you who may be disappointed at that. But you'll be able to participate in something way more glorious, way more godly, way more righteous and after the father's heart, his own biblical feasts. And December's coming up where we have other feasts that we've introduced. Now, there's nothing wrong with celebrating biblical accounts and things that happen in the Bible. But when we do so at the cost of what is commanded of us to keep in the Bible, the biblical feast days. That is where the problem creeps in. And so Yeshua went to the feast of Sukkot, kept it. He went to keep the Passover with his disciples and he told him as often as you do this. In other words, there is going to be an expectation. You're going to continue doing this, then celebrate it in remembrance of me, he said. We see Paul talk about the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Many Christians have no idea that that's a a part of the Feast of Passover. And he said, I must by all means keep this feast. And he says, let you be unleavened as Christ was unleavened, instructing the church on how to keep the feast with a good heart. Uh, What about the other part of Yeshua that seems way too Jewish for many of us? The fact that he kept that fourth commandment. See, in Christianity, we don't keep the Ten Commandments. Even when we say we do, we have nullified one. We are keepers of the nine commandments. The Ten Commandments include the fourth, which is remember the Sabbath day. Now, isn't it interesting that the the only commandment in that list that he told us to remember is the very one that has been forgotten. And yes, I know the arguments. Jesus is my Sabbath. The Sabbath is every day and all the things of that nature. I have news for you. We've done many videos talking about all the things regarding those arguments and why it is something that is biblically expected of us, not for salvation, not because we're going to go to hell when we don't, not because it's by our works that we are saved or that the law of Moses saves us somehow by no means. And by no means would I ever point the finger at anyone. I'm I am very slow, 
very slow to do such a thing. But that doesn't stop me from sharing the truth and love of God with you. So you may indulge in his blessings and be able to participate in the good that he has given us. Because in Genesis, long before a Mosaic law, Genesis, he made the Sabbath day, declared it set apart and holy, along with creation as he made all of creation. So when you look out the window, you see the leaves, the trees and all the beauties therein. As real as that creation is, that still is alive today. That is how alive the Sabbath day is. And Yeshua and his people are celebrating it. And Yeshua in his kingdom, right where he is seated at the right hand of God, is celebrating the Sabbath. The question is, is will you partake in what he has established? Or will you let, well, it's too Jewish. Jesus is too Jewish for me. Come in the way of seeing him for who he is. It's not about being Jewish. It's about being Christ like. And that, brothers and sisters, if you've been looking at Israel, you're wondering about Israel. We've been doing a lot of videos about Israel, who the Jewish people are, where they fit in and what our mission is in all of this. Subscribe to this channel and check out this video that I made regarding the Israeli Gaza war as well. I'll see you in the next one.